Gay as it sounds, that's a pretty song. It's called Faded by Alan Walker. And I don't know why there's no mention of any female in the title or the band, because certainly someone named Alan Walker cannot sound like that. You know, like a woman, like that's definitely a woman, 100%. (sighs) But it's not so beautiful that it would make me cry. Um, Here's how crazy bitches are. Women, sorry. Here's how crazy women are. The last time we hung out, well, the only time, I guess, that we hung out with that Katie chick, I was playing songs over the Bluetooth, and then I just played some basic, like, Rascal Flatts song, and she said, don't play this song, like, you're gonna make me cry, and I was like, yeah, shut up, quit being, like, so extra, you know, quit being so, don't overreact, just enjoy the song, because it was a good song, I think it was that one that's like, I'm already there, that one, anyway, I was like, shut up. You're not going to cry over a stupid song. She disappears behind the fridge, and I'm standing at the sink, so I can't see her anymore. She pops back no less than two seconds later, and her makeup is running, and she's, like, crying. And I was like, what the fuck? What must life be like where you can, where you're that sensitive and that connected to your, like, if you're a guy, you just shove that shit down. You bottle it up like a real man so that you can have a heart attack at age 45 and because you suppressed everything. And that's one thing that I'm jealous about is that females, they don't have to suppress shit. Like you can just be like, morning, babe. And they'll be like, what is wrong with you? Our love, you know? And it's like, whoa, it's too early for that. Slow down, you know? Like I'm a guy, I'm not, I'm not like that. So in a way I'm jealous of it, but in a way I'm not because I can't imagine being that, for lack of a better term, fragile. Sorry, ladies, sensitive is a better word. I just can't imagine. She she legit started crying. Now, guys, if you're just like a normal guy like me, you cry less than once a year. Maybe like once every three years. Like you lose a loved one or maybe cumulatively you have just amassed so much stress and bullshit that the final, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back finally makes you cry. But in general, we just don't do that. And that's... I don't know what else to say about that. It's just, I, it's a pretty song, but it doesn't make me cry. And hopefully it didn't make you cry. Uh, moving on. Um, I had a f- friend from high school. We weren't friends post-high school, but in high school we were friends. And we were on the bowling team together. And I just got news recently that he committed suicide. Uh, apparently he was tr- struggling with alcoholism. His father, who he was very close with, had just passed away. Uh, he didn't have a great support system. There were red flags as I went back and looked at his Facebook. He was making violent posts, like 
challenging people to come fight him and like clearly not in a good headspace, right? And hindsight is twenty twenty, but I wasn't friends with him on that Facebook account. I still was on the other one, so I didn't see any of this. But I just saw somebody post his obituary, and I was like, what the fuck? He's a year older than me. Jesse died? What the hell? You know, he was a friend in high school. So it, it, it didn't sting like it would if it was a family member or a current friend, but it, he used to be a friend, you know, so it, it kind of stung. But then I got to thinking. Here's... Uh, now I'm going to tread lightly here because this is a touchy subject and it is one that has been uh, part of my life more than once, many times, you know, family members, friends. Um, okay, so life is like a gathering. It's, it's like not a party, obviously, because if it was a party, it would be fun all the time. But it's like a gathering. And just say 100 people go to this gathering. 100 people are born into this gathering. Now, if you go to a real gathering... You can leave any time you want to. You can just make an appearance and go, Hi, we were here. Just you make an appearance at your friend's house and then you just ditch out. Uh, you can stay three hours and then leave. You can stay the whole night, the whole shindig, and leave in the morning. Throughout the entire gathering, you can stay. That's how life is. That's ultimately how I see it. And yes, suicide is terrible. And yes, it's a tragedy. It's a... It's almost like you're missing out on so much potential, potentially, that this person could have had and happiness and whatnot, but also maybe not. Maybe it could have gone the other way, and maybe this person was just so far in the darkness and in so much pain that you could almost celebrate the fact that they're not in pain anymore. Now, culturally, I don't remember if it's the Chinese or the Japanese, but one of the cultures, maybe both, I don't know, I'm not, hashtag no racism, but I was reading that they don't look at death as like, oh no, we're all sad. They look at it as a celebration. They celebrate the good moments. It's like a highlight reel. They're like, yeah, fuck yeah, this guy did this, this girl did that. And then they send them off and they celebrate. And their mourning is, it takes place in, in the, their grieving process, it takes place in a different part of the brain because they're looking at it differently. So the analogy that I used, that this is a gathering and that, you know, we all show up and one at a time, two at a time, whatever, we all leave when we want to. Maybe that is one way that we could look at it. I don't, I don't support suicide. I don't recommend it. I don't like it per se, but it is what it is. I mean, this ride isn't for everyone. Just because you enjoy life doesn't mean everybody else does. Just because you wake up and look forward to the day or the events of the day doesn't mean everyone does. Some people wake up and every day just fucking sucks. Whether you can't get out of your own head, you have emotional trauma or problems, uh, just you've had so much shitty stuff happen to you that you're just kind of checked out. You have those faraway eyes, you know, where you're not really looking at someone when you talk to them, but you look through them. We've all talked to people like this. I'm kind of like this myself, pretty checked out. But we refer to death as like things like the long sleep, or they're at rest now, or they're at peace now. These are things that, this is how we reference death. Because as far as we know, death is the end of consciousness and awareness, or at least as we know it. It's nothingness. That's our best guess. To our knowledge, that's what we're... You can't even picture blackness because blackness is something. If you're picturing just darkness and silence, those are somethings. Darkness and silence is something. Death is nothing. There is no comprehension of anything. No awareness, no blackness. 
and selfishly, selfishly, we try to keep suicidal people from this long sleep, but there are two, two schools of thought. Like, oh, I just talked to him the other day. Like, I wish I could have just talked to him again. Like, why, you know, why did it have to be this way? And then there's, okay, well, it turns out this journey, which is 100% voluntary, I might add, we spawn into this video game and you have only one life. You don't get to respawn if you die and lose your life. But nowhere in this, in the rule set, Nowhere does it state in the rules that you have to play this game, that you have to be at this gathering, or that you have to stay. There are a lot of guidelines, a lot of rules, a lot of traditions. Many. But nowhere does it say you have to play this game. If you're sick of waking up every single day, who can tell you that you have to stay? It turns out that this is just not for everyone. So, final closing thoughts. Uh, it makes me sad when it happens. It makes me sad because I know just how dark you have to be feeling and how alone and helpless you have to be feeling to resort to something like that. I know because I've been on the fourth floor myself. They took away my shoelaces. They thought, this guy is in danger. We can't leave anything with him that he will potentially kill himself with. They took my shoelaces. I had to leave my plug-in uh, beard trimmer at the front desk of the fourth floor and I had to check it out and shave with it because it had a long stretchy cord and so I, I I speak as somebody who has been there I know how dark that is but also because I've lost several loved ones to it I, I really it's it's I can see both sides that's basically what I'm saying if if your life fucking sucks why would you want to play the game I get it but also you're you're potentially missing out on love on friendship on good memories and good times and so i guess i would just if i were to give advice i would say give tomorrow another chance and then tomorrow comes and i'll be like ah give tomorrow another chance but if, you can only do that so many times right i get it some people are just like fuck this shit i'm out right boom um so moving on it's uh Starting on Saturday, we have a state mandate that anywhere you go that is considered commonplace or public, uh, indoors, you have to wear a mask. Uh, it started out, it was just Walmart. And I went up there, and I said to the guy, oh shit, I forgot my mask, and I forgot that to starting today, you have to have a mask to shop here. And he told me something that kind of annoyed me. He said, it doesn't have to be a mask. It just has to be something covering your nose and your mouth on your face. And so I jokingly said, like, so I could just put a pair of underwear over my face, and as long as it covers my nose and mouth, we're good? And he goes, yeah, someone's already done that. And I was, I was being, you know, satirical and sarcastic. I didn't mean that. I wasn't going to show up with a pair of tidy whities across my face. But when they told me that, and I know it's just store policy, I know they're not scientists and whatnot, but when they told me that, he told me that, I realized it's not about masks, it's not about health, it's about compliance. We don't give a shit about your health and want you to wear a proper mask, but we are having a dick-swinging contest here, and you need to cover your face or you can't shop here. And so I said, okay, thanks. And I turned around, and I went to Super One, and I bought my groceries there. I was, at this point in time, and still am, anti-mask. I believe that if we shelter our immune system, that they're going to be weak. Oh, no, 99.997% of people who get this survive. Oh no, that is terrible. Well, 
introduce your, okay, our, our immune systems are what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. The more that we are introduced to, the more antibodies we have to, towards this and that and viruses and diseases and bacteria and blah, blah, blah. Right. So if we try to live like we're in a bubble and treat this like that, it, it's not going, I'm not a medical expert. I'm just saying I don't think that that's how immune systems work. Um, and when you think of the effects that it has, like people are already shitty at being social. People are already like walking around like zombies because they're so addicted to their phones. They can't stop texting and sexting and Snapchatting and Instagramming and Facebooking and messengering and blah, blah, blah. You, they can't stop, you know, and they, because of this, they're so used to and so accustomed to communicating via technology that a good old face-to-face, -face, look each other in the eye, shake hands, that type of conversation that used to be so prevalent back in the day before all this technology is really no longer a thing. People are socially awkward. They're shy. They don't make eye contact. They kind of look away. They look down, which in most cases would be indicative of somebody who is just not uh, confident or has some, you know, self-conscious about something or whatever. But now it's just commonplace. Now it's just everything, everyone. And now add on to that the fact that we're going to have a society of people that are wearing masks covering the majority of their face. That eliminates facial expressions. That eliminates smiles and other sort of visible cues that we rely on to communicate properly. When all you see is this big white blur and then above it two eyes, it's kind of hard to tell what someone's thinking. It's almost like, and I won't go too deep into the rabbit hole, but if you have been following the whole New World Order, elites, you know, that sort of thing, this is exactly what they want. They want to make people less human and communicate less and be more scared and be less outgoing and to literally cover up facial features is a that progresses that agenda a long way and I think it's fucked up but starting Saturday whether you go to a gas station or a hotel or an apartment or a store or wherever you gotta wear a mask and if you don't it's a hundred dollar fine and I don't know how how tightly and how aggressively they will enforce this probably a lot at least right at first because they have to uh, really make a point but I'd rather I'm just going to fucking cut out some fucking tidy whities I'll buy and I'll, I'll just wear the crotch part over my face. Clean, of course. I'm not going to like have cum stains and shit stains. on. That would be funny, but it's gross, so I'm not going to do that. I don't know. It depends on if, if you actually have to wear a mask or if a like, Walmart guy, like what he said is correct and you just have to wear like a bandana or underwear or like cut off a sleeve off of your shirt and wear it around your face like you're going to rob the place. I don't know. I just don't think... I just don't think that's the right way to go about it. So either way, we got to make a decision here. Either masks are effective and they work and they do their job and they prevent the spread of the virus. And if that's the case, reopen everything because, well, all we have to do is wear masks, right? And we won't spread the virus. And if that's not the case and masks do not prevent the spread of virus, then we just have to ride this thing out and you can stop closing everything down and stop mandating masks because what's the point? Pick a side and stick to it. You can't have both. You can't. That's like a girl saying, I want to fuck other guys, but I love you. And I can't stop fucking other guys, but I also love you. You can't have both. One of these is not like the other. It just, it doesn't work that way. Um, had a few um, arguments recently, and actually, 
four. <laughs> I have three of them written down, but four. Uh, okay, so I'll just want to go through these with you because it's interesting. Drama's always fun, right? Uh, a couple of small arguments on Facebook that I won't get too deep into, but I basically, I can get really mean. Like, I'm, I'm a nice person. I'm kind-hearted. I'm always trying to help people, right? But if you run up, you get done up. That's, that sounds really white coming from me. That's probably a saying best for the hood. And people who will actually gun you down, run up and get done up, cuh, right? But that's how it is on Facebook because I'm white as fuck. Uh, hashtag no racism. I had made a post that was completely innocent on like bjpen.com on the on their Facebook and it was about like a fighter not he's too big to make the weight or whatever. And then some guy rolled up and he was like you're a dumbass educate yourself blah blah blah. And I was like motherfucker, did you read the article? He actually says I don't think I can make the weight. He's he's like a muscle-bound guy. Whatever, not a big deal. But the fact that this guy just rolled up all aggressive and being a dick for no reason the internet has made us too accustomed and too comfortable with throwing out insults to random people with no repercussions. That's a quote from Mike Tyson, and it is so true. People are so used to being safe behind their keyboard that they think they can just talk to people however they want because nothing ever happens to them. Well, without technology, again, if we were living in, a, in an actual hierarchy, not, not, not a faux hierarchy, but a real one, where everything you say, you say it to my face, and, and it applies to me, too. Like, I talk some shit, but I also only talk shit when I would talk shit to the person. Like, I'm not going to get on Brock Lesnar's Instagram and be like, you're fag. I'm not going to do that because if it were in person, I wouldn't say that. And I stick to that because I have honor, right? If I say it to you online, I will say it to you in, in your face. But that most internet trolls are not that way. So anyway... I, I took the low-hanging fruit. I was like, okay, I mean, that this is going to escalate quickly, but... Uh, you started this shit, and you're going to learn real quick that sometimes you play with fire, you get burned, right? I don't know how many more analogies I can give. And so I noticed that he had a uh, a large woman in the picture with him, in his profile picture. And so I clicked on his profile, and I saw that they were married. And I said, you better be nice to me, or I'm going to tell your fat, ugly wife that you were being mean on the internet, and then you won't get any, you know, loving or whatever. And he goes... Well, that was really rude and uncalled for. And I said, oh, and one more thing. When the divorce inevitably happens, and it will, mark my words, because I have statistics on my side that say you likely won't stay together. Now, that doesn't mean you can't. It just means you have like a extremely high, like nine out of 10 chance of being divorced. And I don't remember the exact statistics, but I think after one year, Every couple has a 25% chance of no longer being monogamous and infidelity kicking in and someone slipping up and whatnot. But the whole point was I just said, uh, mark my words, you guys will get divorced, you and your fat, ugly wife, and think of me when you do. Remember me. And he commented and he wrote, you are a terrible person, something, something like, I don't know why you're like this, who hurt you, something like that. And then he deleted all of his comments, including his original comment that was uh, just an attack on me for no reason. And so what he did was he came out like thinking he was going to be a dick for no reason. I, I was commenting something completely innocent. And then I just went right for the throat. I, I said things that normally I would never say, like those are mean things. And I, I, don't care that he's with a fatigly wife. Everybody needs loving, right? It's not my flavor, but I was just like, yo, you're failing marriage with your 
cow of a wife, uh, when that finally fails, just remember me. And he, he took it all back, and I was like, that's right. And uh, I don't like it, but, you know, I don't make the rules. I just I follow them, and the rules are, if you run up, you get done up, cow. God, I'm white. Okay, anyway, um, another one. Um, I saw a, well, <laughs> what I thought I saw was a pretty petite brunette girl uh, who replied to one of my comments. And of course, when you see in the small thumbnail picture, uh, you think you see a pretty girl, of course you click on the profile. You gotta see like, oh shit, who that? Yum, you know? And she was gorgeous. And I could tell that, that it was a filter. And she had makeup on. But I was like, still, like even with a filter and makeup, I can tell this girl is pretty. And she, it was just a from her neck up. And that's it. And of course, the lighting was perfect and the fucking... You know, her, everything was done right because if it was a candid picture, just like one picture that was taken of her from the side that she didn't know was being, she'd look like a potato just like any other girl. But it was all like she was really pretty. And she re- re- replied to my uh, comment and she was agreeing with me. And I looked at her other pictures and I noticed she only had pictures that were from the neck up. And I was like, ah, whatever, who cares? She's, she's pretty, you know, like, hmm. And then I saw she was from Ireland. And I have a thing, actually, for Irish accents and British accents. Not Australian, though, because they they just, I don't like that. But Irish and British. And so I added her, and she added me back, and I started talking to her right away. And she started talking back right away. And it was probably 20, 30 minutes of back and forth, and I was making her laugh. And then uh, I said well, I'm going to let you go. You probably have to beat the guys off with a stick. And I, I didn't directly say it, but I basically inferred that I thought she was pretty. And she goes, you couldn't be more wrong. And I was like, what? And she goes, seriously, I'm ugly. And now, when you see a pretty girl say that, you think, oh, you're just being an attention seeker. You're just being dramatic, right? So I was like, huh. One second. Pew! And I disappeared back to her profile. I was like, I gotta find pictures of where she sees that she's ugly because from the head up, she's really pretty. And then I saw in her like photo album of just cell phone uploads a, a bunch of pictures of her from the full body. And holy smokes, talk about fat. I, I was like, that's not her. I even said that out loud. I was like, that's not her. That's not the same girl as the profile picture because the girl in the profile picture doesn't have a triple chin and a a giant gut and like flabby arms. I was like, what the fuck? Now, I know makeup can slightly improve things and filters can slightly, you know, get rid of a few flaws and combined, they can maybe turn a seven into an eight, like maybe bump you up one number. But holy crap, did the filter and the makeup change everything for this girl. And so I messaged her and I was like, that's not you. I even said that. I said, that's not you. And she goes, what do you mean? And I said, filters don't, and I I didn't mean this in a mean way. Like I was, I was truly at this time thinking that that, that either was her like a long time ago and now she's skinny or like, or what, because there's no way the right angle and, and whatnot could have been so different. And I said, the filter doesn't remove 200 pounds. There's no way that's you. And she goes, okay, wow. Bye. 
and I, it, my heart rate like increased and I was like, Oh, did I, did I say something like wrong there or what? And then I realized, and I was like, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I'm from America and we are widely renowned as the fattest country in the world. Like we're obese as fuck. I'm obese according to the BMI scale. I was like, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying like the profile picture and your candid pictures, they look nothing alike. Like, that's not the same girl. And generally, that's not how it goes. Usually you can be like, oh, that's her. She just looks a little bit better with makeup and filter, as you would imagine. And she goes, well, you need to, like, educate yourself or whatever, however she worded it. She's like, you need to learn that highly edited photos are a thing and that that's me. And if you don't like ugly girls and fat girls, then I don't want to talk to you. And I was like, I am sorry for the misunderstanding. I did not mean to hurt your feelings. Uh... Talk to you later. And she just wrote, by means by. And I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> cool. And I felt terrible for like half a day. I, I had this like wrench in my stomach and I, I felt awful because she didn't do anything wrong. Or so I thought. And then I told my friend Jordan about it and he goes, she absolutely did something wrong. That is beyond false advertisement. If guys can't do that, why are girls allowed to do that? this bitch hid 200 pounds in another picture. That's ridiculous. And no businesses are able to get away with false advertisement. You can be sued for that. But as a female, you can put on, you can cake on a new layer of makeup to literally face paint. And I know face paint sounds childish and it looks like you just put marks under your eyes like a football player. That's what you picture when you picture face paint. But if you had a really good face painter who put a layer a quarter of a millimeter or whatever of paint on their face, you can make them look absolutely stunning. And women do that. It's not fair. It's not cool. And I was like, you know what, Jordan? You're right. She's She false advertised to the point where I thought that was a different chick. We can't do that. I get taking multiple pictures and then uploading whichever one you think was the best of all the same. But to completely change yourself to that level where you're unrecognizable, that's not fair. And so then after that, I, f I took a deep breath and I was like, okay, fuck that bitch. Like, <laughs> that would have been cool because she said I would do anything to come to America. And I was thinking, anything? <laughs> hashtag green card, hashtag sex with an Irish girl, hashtag, you know, thoughts. Uh, but then when I saw that she was a beached whale, I checked for my dragon harpoon and I didn't have one equipped, and I could not handle her anymore, and Jordan made me feel better. He goes, yeah, uh, fuck that bitch, and I was like, that's right. Um, speaking of girls, I have a gripe, I have a complaint, and I would like to bring it up. Um, I learned a statistic recently, and it applies, it is applicable here. Only 6%, that's zero six out of 100, uh, only 6% of people age 18 to 40 do not have or want children. That means 94% either have or have multiple or are having children. <clears throat> Holy shit. I thought it was high, but I did not realize it was that high because Jordan and I have been having this problem, the same problem. We don't want to start a family. We don't want to be a stepdad. We want the same thing that we bring. And I'm not, I don't bring a million dollars to the table, so I don't ask you, ladies, to bring a million dollars to the table. I'm not a 10. 
so I'm not trying to date a 10, right? I, I only expect what I bring to the table because fair is fair. Okay, I'm not bringing any kids. I'm not bringing any baggage. I'm not bringing any, I'm not insecure. There's emotional baggage. It's not a thing. Like, I'm just bringing me straight up, uh, up front. You get what you get. I'm not wearing a pound of makeup. I don't use filters. How I look is how I fucking look. How I am is how I am. You don't get any more real than that. That's what I want in return. And part of that is I'm not bringing a kid into your life, and I don't want you to bring one into mine. Uh, yeah, I get it. Pulling out doesn't feel good. But guess what? It, if you're not on birth control and you don't have a condom, that's it's kind of what you got to do unless you want mini-me's running around, and I never did. So I sacrificed, yes, I sacrificed not being able to leave it in and pulling out. And it doesn't, it still feels good, just doesn't feel as good. And you either fill up their belly button, like so you got like a little white pool, or you go up a little higher and you think you're jizzing on their tits, but really you misjudged it and you're jizzing just below their tits, which is a really unsexy place, like between the belly button and the tits. It's like nobody has that for a fetish, but... Yeah, that's neither here nor there, but I, I, I digress. Okay. Every fucking goddamn motherfucking son of a bitchin' bastard ass, damn cunt ass bitchin' hot female is a single mom. And it fucking pisses me off. I don't know what the deal is. Like, apparently, girls, they use their best years and their prime to just get raw dogged and cummed in constantly by douchebags. And then when they decide to settle down, and give nice guys a chance, they show up as a package deal. Yeah, you can date me, but you also have to have little fucking Bentley here, you know? It's like, ah, man, drives me nuts. Just the other day, I was walking through the parking lot, and I saw a pretty girl, and she was bent over, and I was like, I even said like, oh shit, or something, oh fuck, or something out loud, I mumbled. Because sometimes you think out loud, you just do. I was like, oh damn. And she bent over and she uh, pulled a kid, a, a baby, out of the back, out of the car seat that I did not see. And I was like, of fucking course, of course. Couldn't just be a, a, a girl that was bending over to grab her purse in the back or something. She had to pull a kid out. And I didn't see a guy with her. Guess what? Another single mom, right? And I was like, what the fuck? And uh, about a week ago or so, um, I was leaving my apartment complex and a tall, skinny brunette with a really nice body walked in and I was like oh shit and then I asked somebody like some questions like who was that and guess what I learned single mom that's right motherfucker I didn't go around coming in girls left and right and creating single moms who is creating all these goddamn single moms it f I, I hate it S so let's just say 10%, because 6% is, is a weird number. Let's just say 10% of people aged 18 to 40 don't have or want kids. Okay. Uh, let's say half the population is male, half is female. Okay, so 5%. That's what I'm working with now. Um, aged 18 to 40. Well, I don't really... I'd bang an 18-year-old, but I don't, don't really want to date one. We don't have anything in common other than, you know, the sex, because... 18-year-olds are super immature. I, I was 18 once. I get it. And I don't want somebody who's older than me. So we eliminate everybody that's older than me, and we eliminate 18 and 19-year-olds. That leaves 20 to 30-year-olds. And now we cut out who's not single. Then we cut out who's 
decent looking. Then we cut out who's not a single mom. Then we cut out, after we continue chopping away at this already small percentage, we end up with well, well under 1% of potential suitors, of potential mates. Um, And yes, I'm picky, and I will stick to that. Like, my buddy Eric was like, I don't get it, man. Why can't you score? And it's like, it's not that I can't score. It's that I don't. I, I could have a different girl in my fucking bed every night if I wanted to, if I were to just lower my standards. And that's not me bragging. That's me telling the truth. That's just how it is. And that's that applies to every guy, every girl. If you get rid of all pickiness and you just drop your fucking standards, you can have a different person in your bed every night too. So I'm not saying it to be cocky. I'm saying it because humans are fucking animals and they like to fuck. And if you if you were to just stop with the uh, I'm only going to bang somebody that I find attractive, you, you can get laid every single day, multiple times. Try it if you really want. I don't want that. If the girl doesn't have a nice body and a pretty face, I'm just not interested. We can still be friends. We can still be cool. Like I, I, You're in the friend zone, though. Like... Uh, and girls are the same way. Actually, girls are pickier, and we've been over this ad nauseum. Like, I want a guy who has a big dick, tall, dark, and handsome, muscular, rich, good job, big truck, you know. They they all want all these things, and guys are just like, just don't be 600 pounds. Just don't. Everything else, we cool, we golden, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you can have all your preferences you want. Like, you can have, you can be so specific with your preference that you have it down to, like, I want brown eyes. I want five foot eleven exactly, not six feet, not five ten. Uh, I want long uh, blonde hair. Like you can be as picky as you want. That's your right. The only problem is, especially living in the small town that I do, like there just isn't that many people. And so after cutting out uh, who's single, who doesn't have kids, who isn't ugly, who isn't a fucking dumbass, like you, I've, I've whittled the number down. To what I believe, and I have a lot of evidence to suggest this, is zero. I don't think there's anyone for me. And, well, at least not in this area or this town. And I I love my dad and my family that are around the area. Otherwise, I'd move the fuck out of here. Because it gets old going to bed every night alone. Waking up every morning alone. Spending the majority of each day alone. I don't know how single people do it. I enjoy my time with friends. But you can only be with friends so much. Like, people have lives. I go to Shannon's on the weekends. I, I've been doing this D&D thing with Ashton and a couple others. And, like, uh, well, I haven't done it with them yet, but I'm going to. I've, I've done the D&D sessions with him. It's kind of cool. It's basically like real-life World of Warcraft, so you have to use your imagination. But it's basically World of Warcraft, which I like. And so, anyway, that's just how it is. I, un- unless I lower my standards... And unless I get super lucky and a girl decides to start making sense, I'm going to, I guess I just got to get used to going to bed alone. Because the behavior that I've seen from the females that I've talked to, it, it literally doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying that because I'm bitter. I'm not saying that for any reason other than it simply doesn't make sense. I even told a couple of friends, a few friends about it, about, ex- I showed screenshots of the conversation. So like one girl, Skylar, she actually added me on Facebook. She's a bit younger. She's decent looking. And I didn't know much beyond that. But we went to the same school, but I was in a higher grade. Okay. Well, I messaged her one night. I said, do you like Fireball? And she said, absolutely. 
and I said, do you like movies? Who the fuck doesn't like movies? It was mostly rhetorical, kind of being flirtatious. And she said, I, I love movies. And I said, would you like to have a night where we drink Fireball and watch movies? She said, I would love that. And that was the last message I ever got from her. I messaged her after that, sort of inquiring as to when, and my place, yours, whatever. She read it, didn't respond. Never responded again. A week went by, two weeks went by, and then I just messaged her, okay, I can take a hint, and I unfriended her. That doesn't make sense. That's not consistent behavior. Nobody would tell you. Even if, goodness gracious, even if we had a retarded person be the town psychologist, and I was like, hey, uh, buddy, because that's what you call special people. Hey, buddy, Uh, you're nice to them, right? Hey, Dr. Buddy. Uh, This girl said she literally wanted to hang out, and then she ghosted me. That doesn't make sense. I know. It's that fucking stupid. I don't know what to tell you. And that's pretty much how the majority of my interactions with females have gone. And you wonder why I get flustered and frustrated. It's because their words and their actions don't match. It would be like someone saying, Hey, let's hang out this weekend. And then you message them, and they're like, I don't want to hang out this... But you said you wanted to. Don't say it if you don't mean it. It all comes back to that. Motherfucker. Just drives me nuts. And on Facebook, you see it constantly. You see a pretty girl in the profile picture. So you click on it. And then in her little fucking biography, the little about me section, it's like, Mommy to two beautiful baby boys, Eden and Trash Bag. And it's like, motherfucker, you had to be a single mom. And then it happened again. I even took screenshots just so people don't think I'm full of shit. And I sent it to Jordan. I was like, it happened again. Sent a picture of a pretty girl, like really pretty brunette, nice little body, fucking whatever. And then right below her profile picture, it said like 828 fucking 2015 or whatever. She's got a five-year-old. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And I went through a few pictures. Yep. So literally, every girl just gets cummed in 24-7, apparently. And let's not pretend that that's not how babies are made, because that's exactly how you make a baby. So I know I'm reducing it to its most baser element, its crudest term, but that's really what's happening. That's how all these fucking kids, that's how the Earth has almost 8 billion people. People just need to chill. Like, holy shit. Just constantly throwing load after load after load. Can you can you pull out once in a while? Just once in a while. Like maybe maybe like one baby's worth of of less. Like stop. We can all do this as a team and there'll be less single moms. It, it, I saw a quote, two quotes that were applicable. Um, dating for women is like shopping. Dating for men is like applying for a job, a job interview. It's so true. Women have their pick of the litter. They're like, nah, he's not cute enough. Ah, his dick ain't big enough. Ah, he's not financially stable. Ah, he's not tall enough. And they can just like move on to the next one, especially if you're good looking. Men, we don't have it like that. Can you imagine if we were like that? We would die alone, all of us, every single one of us. And another quote that I saw, it said, um, a man's loyalty is tested when he has everything. And the picture showed him with like money and a car and a girl by his side and you know a man's loyalty is tested when he has everything and it said a female's loyalty 
his female's loyalty is tested when that man has nothing. And I thought to myself, well, that's deep, right? That's profound. But then I thought, wait, what does that say about women? When a man has a bunch of stuff, it's easier for him to get his fuck on with women because women are materialistic, and that's when his loyalty is tested. And then when that same man no longer has anything, that's when his girlfriend's loyalty is tested. That's when it's going to be tough for her to be monogamous. Jesus Christ, ladies, what's up with that? Constantly, just fucking A. It's the same shit. It's a different pile. Every fucking girl. You see a pretty girl and you're like, oh shit, and she, it says sing. Oh, okay, she's single, but okay, there's little fucking sage or whatever, you know. Everyone has a fucking kid except me. Drives me nuts. And then I tried confiding in my dad. I was like, hey, dad, this is bullshit. Like, all the pretty girls have starter families. I don't, I'm not trying to be a stepdad, right? I, I don't have kids. And my dad was like, yeah, well, you're 30 now. You, uh, that's your option. <laughs> Basically, ugly fat bitches who didn't have a bunch of guys coming in them at a young age when, they were, when their bodies were really nice and petite. Uh, well, not, not nice and petite, but like nicer, I guess. Um, or you get to be a stepdad. Um, and I was like, Jesus Christ, thanks. Thanks for the heads up. Um, and I had a chat about this with my friend Eric. And he told me something that I have, to my credit, thought about before, but I have never thought about it in that way. And it, it changed my view completely. Get this. He said the perfect relationship, because I said, I don't want a relationship. I just want friends with benefits. I want to be friends with the girl so we can like cuddle and hang out and like laugh together, but I still want to fuck. I just want friends with benefits, and that's it. I don't, I don't want to be fucking like, it's our one-year anniversary. Why aren't you? You know, shut up. Friends with benefits. That's what I want. And he said, that's the perfect relationship. And I said, I know. Tried to sound as Australian as I could there. I know, right? Because that's a diphthong. They don't say no. They say no. There's a bunch of vowels and fucking shit. Anyway, um, he said anything less than friends with benefits and you are simping. Now, if you don't know what a simp is, S-I-M-P, rhymes with chimp. It rhymes with gimp. God, I'm a fucking lyricist. Put Eminem to shame. If you don't know what a simp is, a simp is a like nerdy beta male who puts women up on a pedestal even when they will not reward him with anything, sex or attention. It's basically a white knight, a, a guy who is like, like, leave her alone, bro. And then the girl is like, don't defend me. You're like, you're gross. Like, basically a, a loser. That's what a simp is. And Eric said, anything less than friends with benefits and you are simping to them. And I thought, well, that's kind of a blanket statement, you know, broad strokes, right? But then he followed it up with, because you are paying for a female's attention either way, whether it's in the form of dates and flowers and gifts and taking them to movies and out to eat, or whether you're just flat out paying for sex from a whore, from a prostitute. Either way, you pay for female's attention. You just do. And I had never thought about it that way because you try having a relationship or a girlfriend when you have zero dollars and zero cents. And I know there are some fucking losers who pull this off, right? But that's not what, that's like a rare thing. Because as soon as I was uh, out of a job for my back surgery, 
Guess what stopped happening? Yeah. All that shit stopped happening eventually because money rules all. It just does. And I'm not talking about the broken, the emotionally, mentally broken and damaged girls who date guys that are pieces of shit and just come in them and make babies and don't take care of them. I'm talking about, in general, he was right. Eric was beyond his years when he said that. He said, you're paying for attention either way. Whether it's you're taking the long scenic route and you're doing it the slow way, like enough dates and flowers and gifts and money put into movies and whatnot, and eventually they fuck you, hopefully. Or whether you just go, hey, here's 50 bucks, blow me. Either way, money is how you acquire female attention. And I, like I said, I, I guess I had realized that, but I never thought about it in such a simple, perfect way. So thank you, Eric. That opened my eyes. You learn something new every day, you know? And one last thing. Um, I'm going to talk about a video that I watched from Dr. Jordan Peterson, who is a psychologist. He's the man. He's the guy. Like, if you wanted to nominate one psychologist to rule all, that's him. He, he's a wizard. You're a wizard, Hari. And... Um, he was, the v- title of the video was Race and IQ. Something about like debating race and IQ and the correlations. And y- I recommend watching this. I will preface it by saying it is a touchy subject, but I don't give a fuck. Fuck your feelings. Trump 2020, yada, yada. Uh, that has nothing to do with that. Uh, <laughs> but I digress. So the video is someone saying that IQ, intelligence quotient, or is it intelligence quota? It's one of the two. That's what IQ stands for. Um, should not be used as a marker for the hierarchy of humans, for the totem pole of humans, because it's racist. And Dr. Jordan Peterson, who is a psychologist, said, how is it racist? And the guy said, well, minorities have lower IQs on average than white people. Therefore, it oppresses minorities and people of color when they have to take the same IQ test as a white person because they score lower and at first you're thinking well that's just fucking stupid like of course like not everything is fair we are not all born equal not all men are created equal the NBA and the NFL is like fucking 90% black because black people are superior physical specimens they just they're faster they're stronger they can exercise longer they can you know, it's not fair physically either. It's not fair in the locker room either when the brothers take off their pants and the white guys are hurtled in the in the corner, corner of the shower like, oh, why? God's got a sense of humor, that's why. Well, no. Dr. Jordan Peterson said, IQ is the most accurate measurement that we have for humans. It is directly related to success, correlated, meaning... A higher IQ indicates a higher chance of success consistently across the board always. Uh, You can connect financial stability to IQ. Smarter people are generally smarter with their money and have more of it because of that. And and they also have better jobs and they make more money. Um, Everything from genetics to the workplace to financial stability to success in life, everything can be traced back with great accuracy to, to your IQ level. And that is not the case for many other measurements. But he said psychologists can tell a lot by your IQ. They can tell how likely you are to be prone to antisocial behavior, uh, 
to being a serial killer to being a there's just like measurements for everything and they can tell you not that you are guaranteed but that you are more likely or less likely to be tied to this and so it's not about race it's about individuals you if you look at it as a whole yes the ashkenazi jews uh score higher higher by like i don't know like fucking 10 degrees i don't remember what word he used uh a magnitude, but it wasn't, he didn't use magnitude. He used another word like magnitude. Like he said, these Jews are, are orders of magnitude, whatever, more intelligent than everybody across the board. So should we say that that's racist? Like they're super smart and then there's Asians and then there happens to be white people and then there happens to be, you know, minorities. Unfortunately, not everybody is created equal, but he said that's the best way we have of of identifying things and I'll be damned if we're going to get rid of it because it hurts your feelings. So true. But anyway, if you want to watch the video, just type in Jordan Peterson on race and IQ because it's fascinating. Even if you're not into psychology, the way he just explains things and he doesn't even have to say things directly. He can infer something and you somehow understand it like magic. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to wrap. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Should I talk about this? Um, yeah, I will. Why not? So I had a friend. This is the last. I'll close with this because I'm fucking annoyed by it still. And that's why I drank a coffee and I sat down to do a podcast and I'm speaking probably more words per minute than I normally do because I'm like fucking annoyed. So I had a friend that I talked to, have a friend that I talked to, and uh, I messaged her last night, hey, do you want to hang out and maybe do some drinks? And I had hung out with her recently Um, but she was broken up with her ex-boyfriend because he was toxic and she said she didn't feel like he loved her and they were broken up at the time and they just got back together and I messaged her last night hey want to hang out again and she was like sure and I was like cool and then I woke up this morning to a message from her Facebook but it wasn't her and so for some backstory her ex-boyfriend told her that she's not allowed to talk to guys uh, unless he okays it and he doesn't like me and she doesn't he doesn't want her to talk to me. So he messaged me from her Facebook like a couple months ago. I think it was about two months ago. That, uh, I'm sorry, I have to unfriend you, yada, yada, yada. And she didn't even know he did that until one day she went to message me and she messaged me, I'm sorry, I didn't know you got unfriended. And I bitched him out for going through my phone and being on my Facebook and reading my messages and speaking on my behalf, messaging other people, guys, pretending to be me. And I was like, wow, that's so beta. That's so insecure, right? Well, anyway, she got back with him. Uh, I'm not even going to get into that. I don't understand it, but I don't have to understand it. Life doesn't have to make sense. It is not obligated to do so. Um, So she got back with him for whatever reason, And anyway, he must have gone through her phone and messages again because I woke up to a message from her profile and it said, dude, get a piece of ass from somebody else already. Damn. And I knew that wasn't her right away because it was like early in the morning and the last thing that we had talked about was hanging out. And I knew it was him right away. So I wrote back, Are you going to delete that message so she doesn't know you're going through her messages again? She didn't like that. Anyways, let me know when she's back on because I had nothing to say to this guy. And then 
He wrote, no, it's staying. You're a fake ass Zen, Z-E-N. So my Facebook profile picture is a picture of Gandhi with my face obviously photoshopped onto it. I'm not a Buddhist monk. I'm not whatever the fuck he was. or I'm not Zen. I'd never claim to be. So he obviously doesn't get that it's sarcasm. So I, I felt like immediately I wasn't dealing with the most intelligent person, the, the cream of the crop, if you will. And I knew right away, I was like, ah, shit, he's dumb. <laughs> I was kind of, I had never talked to this guy before. And I said, you must be referring to the profile picture, which is obvious sarcasm. I'm not sure where your massive amount of insecurity comes from, but if you're open to advice, please just drop the insecurity. Girls don't stay long when they are in a toxic relationship and suffocated by a controlling guy. Now that was me trying to actually help because this girl is a friend of mine. I'm trying to help her situation by like, telling this guy like dude seriously there's hundreds of girls and I said this down the line there's hundreds of, of guys trying to bang your girl I've never flirted with her I've only hung out with her as friends would I bang her if it came to that absolutely I would she's pretty but I've never tried to um, I'm, I'm not trying to be a stepdad like she has a kid and I, I that's not my thing right so I, I appreciate her I like her she's my friend but I'm not trying to you know what he thinks I'm trying to do and he said, I'm not insecure. I just don't put up with guys talking to my girl. And then, and then, not then, he wrote, and then, which again, we're not dealing with the cream of the crop here. And then sending memes like you actually got a chance. Who's the one with a girl here? Well, I mean, I choose not to date. So I, I guess that explains why I don't have a girl. I'm trying not to date. I'm trying to have a friend with benefits. Um, so I guess, sir, you are the one with the girl, but I don't, I don't know what he was talking about with sending memes like you got a chance. I, I, don't, I scrolled back like two months and I didn't see any meme exchange, so he must have went like way back in our conversation to a time where I sent a meme, and I guess it must have been a funny one. Sending memes like you got a chance. I've never heard that before because I didn't know that in order to have a chance with a girl, you have to have like a mad meme game, which I do. So just, again, not the brightest and I said, um, we don't have anything else to discuss. Um, you should focus your insecurity elsewhere. Trust me. I hope you improve so that you don't get left again because she broke up with him last time because of this shit. And he wrote, again, the assumption that I'm insecure. Um, he wrote, you better hope not left again, which I don't know what that means. And you better hope not left again. I, I read that like five times. I don't know what the fuck that means. But he said, you have some growing up to do when it comes to both sides. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'll take your advice. I said that sarcastically. And then he wrote, do it a hundred times over and maybe we'll be on the same level. <laughs> and he goes, better believe I will throw her out again over some petty ass shit. And I don't know what the fuck he's talking about at this point. Uh, yeah, just <sighs> when a brother and a sister make sweet love, this is the birds and the bees talk. And they produce an inbred child. I believe that's what's going on here. He, he doesn't make sense. I'm not saying this be mean. I, I, don't, I don't have nothing against the guy. He's 145 pounds soaking wet. I, he's not a threat. You know, I, I kind of feel bad that he's so insecure. He's messaging me from his girlfriend's phone through her Facebook telling another guy that she's been talking to, bro, I'm not insecure. I just go through her phone while she's sleeping and tell other guys to fuck off. It's just weird to me. And 
another friend of mine, female friend, not the same one, asked me if I would listen and talk to her about a situation. And I said yes. And when I was in the middle of typing some shit and trying to give some advice and be there and be supportive and kind and friendly, she said, I'm done talking about this now. And it was like, bitch, you asked me about this. I took the time to type all this shit out and talk to you. And now before I'm even done, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm done. Bye. You know, so super bitch move. Right. So I'm kind of annoyed. I'm not I'm not angry. I'm just upset with this friend. And uh, it'll be a while before I talk to her. And if she messages me, I'm I'm not going to ghost her because ghosting is rude. But I, I just, you know, I don't have patience for dumb fucking shit. And I just wish that every single fucking attractive female wasn't a single mom. That's all I ask out of life. Apparently that's too much. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap this up. And I'm going to drink a bunch of water because I have cotton mouth. <laughs> Talk to you later.